What's up, y'all? It's your man, Ernest. So you love Ernest, same guy, different name, back again with another episode of the Ernest Thoughts Podcast. So, we start off, first topic here with pretty much a correction to what I said last week regarding Donald Trump's pardons. Now, if you want to hear my thoughts on that, my initial thoughts on just the few of the pardons, well, the black pardons, as I put it. Um, you didn't listen to last week's episode, um, feel free, pause this episode, go listen to that, or wait until this episode is done, and uh, go back and listen to that. Whichever decision that you decide to do, you know the deal, I appreciate it, as long as it's listening to me. So, um, I have to make this correction because that's what I do when I get shit wrong or if there's an update on information or whatever. So basically last week, um, I stated my thoughts on Trump's, uh, a few of Trump's pardons. Um, again, you want to know my thoughts on that? You can go check them out. Uh, check out last week's episode. Um, what I did not know was this wasn't just some... I like Little Wayne type thing, or I'm trying to impress this crowd, or I'm trying to impress these type of individuals, um, this demographic, that demographic. Um, it had a lot to do with this alleged bribery that went on with Trump's pardons. Um, and I'm honestly surprised that this isn't something that is being blown up about within the mainstream media, nor are the Democrats really going at him on this. Now, I know they're going through the whole impeachment process, blah, blah, la 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 la. right? So maybe this is something that they will bring up whenever that situation happens. By the way, don't expect me to do any coverage on that. I don't care. So, you know, maybe this is going to be something that's brought up about it, but if it is not brought up about it, if it is not brought up, And this bribery that went on, or this alleged bribery that went on, um, I feel as though it's because other presidents, Democratic presidents especially, have done it, and it's kind of probably the norm, um, in quotation marks, of course, because bribery is against the law, but you know, when you are a powerful politician, or if you are the 99%, as I will talk about Um, or the wealthy class, let me put it that way, Um, as I will further discuss in this episode. um, You can get away with shit that people who are not of that cannot get away with. So, I have pretty much half an article from the New York Times, and I say half an article because you have to sign up to read the rest of the article, and well, I'm not subscribing to the New York Times, but how I got this information initially wasn't because of the New York Times. It was because of an interview I was listening to earlier on this week with uh, this week, meaning the week that I am recording this episode. Uh, I was listening to an interview with a man named John Karyaku, and he is one of the men who I believe is trying to seek uh, clemency uh he was trying to seek seek clemency um, four years ago uh, when Obama was in office, and he said he got he kind of got close um, because Joe Biden actually was 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 very close to giving him his pardon or convincing Obama to give John his pardon, and something fell through. So then he was going to try again um, this go around with Donald Trump. And uh, he met with Rudy Giuliani, Donald Trump's lawyer. And Giuliani's had an aide, basically. Giuliani's aide, which I forgot the name. I don't know if he named Giuliani's aide. But Giuliani's aide was basically in the room with John. And basically put out the number of $2 million. Um, A down payment of like $2 million. So we can get this, you know this this pardon process going and throughout that interview he did this interview on um fault lines that's a radio show um on radio sputnik 
Um, they air Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Uh, not p.m., but a.m. Uh, so if you want to check that out, you go check it out. Again, they're on Radio Sputnik. You might be able to check them out in your area, this, that, and the third. I check them out on YouTube. That's the, your best bet if they're not in your area on the radio. Uh, so, you know, he basically detailed this long-going, you know, I guess somewhat investigation that he's he's doing uh, with this situation and how it was presented to him that he had to pay money uh, for his pardon. And he was he he turned it down. He said, no, he said he said, I'm not paying to that two million, not two thousand, but two million dollars uh, just to be pardoned and stuff. And he says he's got evidence. He's got a picture with Rudy Giuliani. He's got all, all this other evidence. Right. So that was like, okay, I definitely got to talk about it since I talked about it last week. I got to make that correction this week. That prompted me to do further research. And again, now I'm into this New York Times uh, article because maybe a lot of y'all out here only believe mainstream news. So here's one from a mainstream news site, New York Times. And I'm going to read it from you know, the article, I mean, from the title all the way down to the halfway point, because again, you can only read half the article if you are not a subscriber. Prospects of pardons in final days fuels market to buy access to Trump. The president's allies have collected tens of thousands of dollars and potentially much more from people seeking pardons. Well, $2 million is a lot more than tens of thousands of dollars. Um, let's scroll down. As President Trump prepares to leave office in days... This was written on the 20th, by the way, so that's why they're still referring to him as President Trump. Uh, January 20th. So, as President Trump prepares to leave office in days... And a lucrative market for pardons is coming to a head. With some of his allies collecting fees from wealthy felons or their associates to, pu- to push the White House for clemency, according to the documents and interviews with more than three dozen lobbyists and lawyers. And that's the halfway point because, like I said, I'm not paying. I don't care if it's a dollar a month. Fuck that. Anyways, um, yeah, that's that's what's going on, and it totally makes sense at this point that Lil Wayne and 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 uh, Kodak Black and you know all these other individuals got their pardons. It totally makes sense now. Now I'm not saying that what I was saying last week. I'm totally disregarding. I think. Uh, just a small part of what I was saying last week plays a, a role in the deciding, the final deciding factors, because this was just money to entry in. When you think about it, this wasn't like everybody who wanted a pardon gave Giuliani and other Trump allies, um, you know, $2 million or thousands of dollars and say, okay, it was literally just an entry ticket in, um, and I think I most likely it looked like the more you paid, the more your like the likelier your chances or the higher your chances were to be pardoned. And therefore, Lil Wayne, who can afford two million dollars, Kodak Black, who can afford two million dollars, and all the other people who were pardoned were most likely people who could afford that. Um, and then they ended up getting pardoned because they their chances were higher because they paid the higher fee. But to those who only paid probably like $10,000 and stuff, they had their name thrown into the hat per se, but their name wasn't chosen, you know, because they, it was like a raffle ticket. They bought a raffle ticket and only $10,000 afforded them one ticket. Whereas someone who spent $2 million afforded them 2 million tickets or something. I don't know, but you know, it, it, they, they had more of a chance of getting parted. So that's exactly what this this situation is looking like and again i'm super surprised that the mainstream news isn't talking about it when they 
it's always the dumb shit that they talk about when it comes to Trump, but serious shit like this. This is serious. This is serious. That if, if y'all want to talk about, well, he he incited the riots. He had, that's some serious, and he ain't in it, and all this other BS. Even though in his small little defense, he told them to go up there peacefully. So if they decide to go against Donald Trump's word and and and, and not be as peaceful as he said they were, that's on them at the end of the day. You know, we already discussed the siege enough. I'm not going to discuss it more, furthermore, unless I have something new to say. If you want to know my thoughts on that, go listen to previous episodes. Uh, so, yeah. Um, you don't have to do much scrolling back anyways, because that was only a couple weeks ago. So, just scroll back a week or two or three or four. Um, so, yeah. Um, this is big news. This is big news to me. And, and, and like I stated before... The only reason why I feel as though the only reasons why I feel as though it's not being covered is they're probably going to cover it during the impeachment process when they actually impeach his ass, you know, take it to court and everything. Um, If they're not going to do it, then it's because this is a norm for presidents to do. And Joe Biden is most likely going to do the same. So if John Kerryoku or anybody else for that matter wants to get pardoned, um, they're probably going to have to pay this price. And this is part of the bribery game. Um, now, I'm not saying every single pardon. I feel as though the difference between a Trump pardon and a and a Biden pardon or a Trump pardon and a, any other Democratic, you know, president's pardon is they might pardon some folks. The Dems might pardon some folks based off of identity politics, of course, just to show that, hey, we do care and, and they don't have to do shit. But I will not be surprised if they're also taking briberies via pardons. I mean, they're already taking the same type of briberies that the Republicans take anyways. So, yeah. That's all I had to say about that situation. Um, Get on to the next topic. So, stay tuned. Right, we are back. And I want to discuss Dr. Burks. Dr. Burks, for those who might not remember who she is, or yeah, who she is, um, remember during 2020 when the corona, coronavirus briefings were going on. Um, I, when they first started, I would watch them. I think it was a daily thing I, um, for probably a month or so, at least for me. Um, if I didn't watch them every day, it was almost every day, uh, every weekday, let me put it that way, because they took the weekends off. Um, you know, Trump will get up there and he would speak, Mike Pence would speak, uh, what's the attorney general's name, uh, that weirdo, Cornball, he would speak, um, Dr. Anthony Fauci would speak, um, and Dr. Burks would would speak as well and other people and they would answer questions this then the third you know there's the infamous uh chinese virus uh comment that was made um and then you had an actual asian reporter uh ask him a question and (laughs) trump flat out said uh and I'm laughing at the ridiculousness of the Trump presidency and just how Donald Trump is. I don't care what anybody says. I still think he is the funniest president that this country has ever had. And I don't mean that in a good way. I mean that in the, this man really said that type of way. But so he ended up with, uh, you know, the lady ends up asking him, uh, what did he mean by that? And he basically was like, you know what the fuck I mean? <laughs> Oh my God, this man is crazy. He was like, I called it the Chinese virus because it came from China. You know what I mean. Look at you. <laughs> oh man, don't cancel me. Cancel your man Trump. I He taking bribes and shit. Why are you not mad about that? But if I were to take bribes and stuff, you'd be mad about that. Anyways, um, not to talk about that. I'm just saying... Dr. Burtz was there. She was the white woman who was there and she would do the talking, you know, the nice, sweet voice and everything, right? Uh, she would explain things. 
uh, in a more subtle, sweet, uh, you know, uh, cooler manner than Donald Trump. Um, and then people thought, thought uh, Anthony Fauci was just Mr. Doom and Gloom and we're all going to die. If you don't wear a mask, you're going to die. If you don't social distance, you're going to die. If you don't get the vaccine, you're going to die. If you don't die, you're going to die. So, you know, he was always, he was that and Dr. Birch was the cooler more. Well, if you just do this, this will happen and all this head. And, um, she did, she recently did an interview with, um, she really recently did an interview with 60, 60 minutes. Um, why I wanted to call it 60 seconds. I don't know, but that's probably how much I can bear of watching 60 minutes. Um, so, uh, she did an interview with, with them and what she wanted to basically do in this interview was, was regain her 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 social status as a reputable doctor someone that people can look to and say yeah i trust that woman's word because uh, that was pretty much ruined and i think dr fauci's personally i think his 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 reputation and anybody for that matter who were to go along with the lies uh, especially the doctors who treated Donald Trump when he got the virus. I think all their reputation, personally, all their reputation is uh, ruined. But Burks is trying to make a resurgence. She is trying to come back and basically explain her side of the story. I think it's very fitting that she's deciding to do this after Trump is out of office instead of while or like literally after she was pretty much outcasted by the Trump administration um, because I guess they, it, it came a point in time where she she didn't want to cover up for Trump anymore. She didn't want to try to uh, eloquently explain things Trump was saying or defend the man um, in a way that was going to make what Trump said sound educational and sound reasonable because that's exactly what Burks was doing uh, now I personally think that she did that some of the time not as much as people think so but I do have a take up an issue with Burks I do think that she all of this speaking up that um, she is doing now she should have done back then um, when she was still on the task force. Um, the reasons why I believe she didn't do it have to have a lot to do with this, with the, um, and again, I could be wrong. You know, I was wrong about some last week, been plenty of times I've been on this podcast and I've been wrong. Um, but I feel as though a lot of it has to do with, um, her not wanting to speak out because, um, well, it's a woman's place to not speak out. Um, I must expand on that in a few. Um, and when I say that, I don't, I'm not saying that out of, out of my own personal beliefs. Hell no. I'm saying that, at, you know, of what society is saying, come, come the fuck down. Um, but it's that. And this whole idea of once again, going along to get along, you know, it's not just women guilty of that. You see the progressives in in, in, in Congress, you know, the, the progressives who claim to be uh, the progressive caucus in Congress. Uh, they, they, they are of that. Both the men and women are of that get a, go along to get along. Time and time again, um, especially in politics, it's shown that 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 does not work. The only people who get along are the people who are of the same yoke. If you are of a different yoke and you think if you just simply not say anything, that's going to get you somewhere. It doesn't. It gets you trampled on as it continuously does for the Elizabeth Warrens, the AOCs, the other progressives, the Bernies when he's not speaking up and for Dr. Burks. So. As I stated, she's on, she's doing interviews, trying to clear her name, trying to get her reputation back. Um, 
But my thing is, you could have said something or done something. People are going to bring it up. Oh, it's easier said than done. People are going to say, well, if she would have said something, that she would have gotten labeled X, Y, and Z, the, the bitchy woman, the bossy woman. Listen, are we really, really, at this point in time, we need to stop using labels as an excuse not to do the right thing or not to do something Pretty much that is the right thing. The right thing for Dr. Burks to do would ha- would have been every time Trump stood up and said something that like the one the one aspect during the 60 minutes interview that I tuned into it was longer than 60 seconds. I will I, I was just joking about that, but um, the um, one thing she kept going on about that she did correct Trump on was some fucking ultraviolet lights whatever, you know, Kanye West song, you know what I'm saying, but no, like, it was something Trump mentioned about ultraviolet lights or something, and that was the one, her one defining moment of saying, no, 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 Trump, you're wrong about that, let me correct you on that, and she keeps going back to that, because that is her one and only example that she can even think of, that she corrected Trump on and said, Trump, you are wrong. Now, she didn't say, no, 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 you're wrong, but she said it in her own eloquent way. That's the thing about Dr. Brooks. That's why they had her on the team. She could explain things when she was on the team for as long as she was. She could make Trump's idiocy sound good because she could explain it and back it up using scientific words and stuff and all this other stuff. And when I say back it up, I don't mean like factually she was able to back it up, but she was able to explain it in ways that non-scientific fools like me and you possibly you would possibly look at that and say well you know she said it in such a nice voice and she said it in such it was she used some language that I couldn't understand but it was just so eloquent and she must know what she's talking about you know some some shit like that so that's what she did and she did that until she kept because behind the scenes I will give her that behind the scenes she was giving pushback to Trump and them and it got to the point where I believe Trump was just like I don't want this bitch on my team no more you know what I'm saying she he probably actually said that you know what I'm saying like he probably actually said I don't want this bitch on my team anymore like get her off the team because again Fauci was the more doom and gloom but he was he would also go up there and correct Trump and Trump Sure, he, he, he uh, he's, he's probably is a raging sexist, so he doesn't like it when women correct him. But he, he, he clearly has shown he doesn't like to be corrected in general by men or women. There have been plenty of dudes to correct Trump or check Trump, and he would shit during debates and shit, you know? Um, he would pretty much have a goddamn coronary because, you know somebody corrected him and made him look stupid or exposed his stupidity because ain't nobody making him look stupid he's making himself look stupid they're just exposing it by saying these things so there have been times he's been really short with Anthony Fauci because uh he exposed Fauci exposed uh Trump's stupidity but you know Fauci was still on the team um Whereas Dr. Burks, who would coddle him when the cameras is on, but behind the scenes was most likely saying, nope, that's wrong. Nope, that's wrong. You can't say that. Well, Trump, you can't do this. Well, actually, Trump, when you said this, I had your back on camera. But what I really want to say to you right now is this, that, and the third. And it doesn't matter to Trump if he's being accosted on camera or behind the scenes. He doesn't like to be corrected because he doesn't like to be reminded of how stupid that he really is. So that is why he got burst the hell up out of it. Um, but at the same time, I'm not going to. And this low, this this for the patrons out there, the zero of y'all. If you are gonna end up being a patron, it might look like I'm. I don't know. You you see the glare on my face right now. The sun is out. Anyways. Um, I still, I still would have a lot more sympathy for the woman right now if she would have spoke up. 
I don't care about, well, they would have saw her this way. They would have labeled her this. They would have labeled her that. We're adults. We're adults. You as an adult should be able to look into somebody being labeled and not say, well, you know, maybe they're right. You should look past that and say, well, they're label they're labeling Dr. Burks this because she's actually speaking up against the 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 idiocy, the the moron shit, the dumb shit Trump is saying. He's spewing some dumb shit right now. And Dr. Burtz is at least coming out and saying, hey, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is facts, this is this is not fact. I don't care what kind of labels they'll give to her. I would give her the label of a truth teller, of someone who isn't afraid of Trump. But she didn't do that. <clears throat> she sat back as white women do whenever white men are on some bullshit, and she did nothing. And this is to the white women out here listening. Time and time again, the the systematic uh, approach of white supremacy and sexism has shown that they are willing to throw your ass under the bus too. But time and time, but you still see that you or and know that you still benefit from the system more than any other woman, more than any other human being on this planet. Therefore, you still don't want to dismantle the system. Or at least you don't really want to. You might say you do, but you don't really want to. Dr. Burks is just yet another example of that. A white woman who, when it comes down to it, yes, is a white woman, just like all the other white men who are there. And just like the attorney general there who, uh, the you know, he's black, but he, you know, damn well, he's one of them, you know, uh, Sambo ass fools. I'm gonna just leave it at that. Uh, so he's willing to do anything to further white supremacy as well for his own personal gain. And of course, the white folks there were, were willing to do that. And Dr. Burks, being a white woman who, you know, when it comes to white patriarchy and stuff, again, they're willing to throw, <clears throat> they're willing to throw other white people, but definitely white women under the bus to maintain the status that quo that they want to maintain Dr. Burst was that instead of speaking up she wanted to be the docile white woman she wanted to be the let me not speak up and interrupt this man even though he is completely clearly saying some wrong shit white women any type of woman for that matter if you hear me clearly saying some wrong shit do not you're probably not going to hesitate to speak up because I'm black but if I was a white man Still, do not hesitate to correct me. If I'm wrong, if I'm saying some dumb shit, correct me on it. You know what I'm saying? That goes for anybody, not just women, you know? Uh, But with this situation here, that's how I see it. I feel as though she's just trying to rekindle something. One, after Trump is out of office, because this interview aired after, afterwards. And I'm pretty sure she was aware of that. Uh... Also, the fact that we had not heard anything from her for months, and I mean months, and then Trump is no longer in office, and then now, again, she's trying to rekindle something, so maybe Joe Biden, and he probably will bring her on. You know, I know Fauci is on the team. He'll probably bring her back on or something, but, you know... This whole idea of, you know, hey guys, I'm against Trump. And that was another thing. She was trying to make it seem as though she tried to get people to feel bad for her because people foolishly, I will say, um, foolishly were saying that she was uh, a Trump supporter simply because she was working with the Trump administration. Uh, I think that to accuse any of the doctors, whether it be the ones who helped cure Donald Trump of the coronavirus, or whether it be Dr. Fauci, Dr. Furch, or anybody for that matter, who was there to do a job. To accuse them to of taking the job simply because of political affiliation is utterly ridiculous. Now, I'm not saying, excuse me if you heard that burp. You probably didn't even hear that burp, and I just exposed myself. 
but let's keep it going. Anyways, to accuse, to, I understand, you know, doctors are people as well, and people tend to have political ideologies. So that might be the case with, you know, that I'm pretty sure it's the same case with Fauci and, and Burks and stuff, but I'm pretty sure they're not going to let their political ideologies decide who they working for, what they're going to do. You know what I'm saying? You see, Fauci loves basking in the attention that he's getting. You know what I'm saying? Ended up writing a book and everything. So, yeah. But if you want a, a book from a real human being, link in the description box below my latest book, my new book, Late Nights on Broadway, a story. You'll see the description of the story and all that. And you'll see the description of the story once you click the link there help a brother out that's a way you can support me as well you don't have to you know just support the podcast you can support my other endeavors so speaking of other endeavors um this next segment will be posted on youtube but it will be on the podcast as well and obviously on patreon so this is one of those i guess rare times and that's the only reason why i'm doing this because it was suggested for me to do that by someone who wanted to hear me discuss it on the podcast, this next topic on the podcast, but I already planned on doing a YouTube video on it. So it's going to be three ways. So, you know, if you are a patron, you will be able to see the video, obviously, but you will be able to watch the rest of the podcast on Patreon. If you're not a patron, you still will be able to see this video because it's going to be on YouTube as well. But if you want to see the rest of the podcast, become a patron, simple as that. And if you don't care to do either, once again, YouTube is still free to subscribe anyways. And you can just continue to listen to the audio of this podcast and the next segment, pretty much wherever you're listening to it. So stay tuned. So, as I stated before, first of all, let me say full transparency. First of all, the lighting, I know it's crazy. Um, yeah, but this is more so one of those videos uh, that I guess it's more important to listen to what I got to say than see my beautiful face. But if you do want to see my beautiful face, hey, Instagram, you know what I'm saying? Check out the other videos as well. So, to those listening to this on the podcast, Cast as I stated before in the previous segment, um, at the end of the previous segment, that I am going to be addressing you all, the podcast listeners, and the people who watch on YouTube. By the way, if you are a YouTube subscriber or just a watcher, whatever, um, and you not subscribe to the Earnest Thoughts podcast, linked in the description box below is where you can descri- subscribe to the podcast. I, the, you know, so go there, do that, and um, yeah, have at it, have fun. But originally, this was just going to be a YouTube video until someone who listened to the podcast said, suggested that I should talk about it on the podcast as well. Therefore, you're getting this duo audio right here. So, yes, this is going to be a segment on the podcast as well, as well as a YouTube video because why not my thoughts my thoughts on the whole GameStop stock thing and everything that went down before I get into all of this this is more so addressed to these uh, subscribers of the podcast or listeners of the podcast because I've discussed this before Um, no my podcast is not a financial based podcast simply because you might have people in the field of finance who listen to my podcast because they're people who have interests outside of finances unlike your ass or something does not mean that I am a podcast based on 
financials and Wall Street and and finance and all this other stuff. There are plenty of podcasts, plenty of YouTube channels just like that. So if you came here thinking that I was going to discuss that or hoping that I was going to bring up all the schematics behind what happened and the ups and downs, the shorts, the longs, the dividends and all the other shit that I don't know. If you think that's going to be the case here, you are highly mistaken. Click off this video. And if you're listening to it on the podcast, click off this podcast or do whatever you decide to do. Hey, hit the thumbs down if you're on YouTube. I don't care. But I'm coming from it from a standpoint from a your average broke ass American, average broke ass black American. And um, at the end of the day, a poor person standpoint, you know, that's what I'm coming from it from uh, a poor person with morals standpoint, morals, ethics, and pretty much his own mind, you know. So, whatever I say here is my opinion, my thoughts, my feelings, this, that, and the third. Um, and that's 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 just what it is. If you clicked on this video once again, looking for financial advice looking for the schematics of all that shit click off now that we got that out the way my thoughts on what went down for those this is my quick little synopsis of what happened with the GameStop stock robin hood all these other stock broker apps avenues and the hedge fund folks who got butt hurt and shit. So basically, GameStop that is a is a stock that is GameStop is gonna die. Regardless, it's gonna die. So it was a stock that was being shorted, and if if you want to know what the fuck that means, you better Google it because that's the language I've been hearing. So they've been shorted by hedge fund folks, um, and. This, this group, this subreddit group um, called Wall, Wall, Wall Street Bets. Um, they, they all decided, hey, let's put stock, let's put a couple dollars into this. So I believe some of the stocks ranged between five to $25 into the stock. It could have been more, it could have been less, but I saw stocks... Uh, and it we're, we're, we're being, you know, uh, invested in it as low as $5, $10 and stuff. Something that I could afford had I knew about this. And I think I did know about this, but I did ignore it. That's my dumbass fault. But anyways, so, so they did that and uh, the stocks ended up rising um, into the high hundred thousands. Um, and I think some folks even ended up needing some of the hedge fund fools who betted against this um, ended up owing or needing to owe upwards of 10 million dollars so anywhere between the lowest amount I've seen saw was like 2 million alright there goes that number 2 mil being through flown around again for the podcast listeners you know what I'm talking about so 2 million and 10 million but millions of dollars let's just put it that way because whether it was 2 million 10 million that's millions of dollars so millions of dollars being lost and these fools do not want to pay their share all right in the free market they started crying they they're reaching out for joe biden for regulations they're reaching out to all these other places robin hood the ceo was pretty much put on blast by these fools. Now he claims that the reason why he took away the AMC stock, because AMC was involved in this, um, I believe, uh, BlackBerry, you know, the old phone company, the the phones that, one of the last few phones that had a touchpad, uh, well, not a touchpad, but touch keys. Um, so AMC, BlackBerry, and the famous GameStop. Uh, they're all involved in this situation and they were taken off the market. So people who had shares could only sell. They couldn't trade or anything else. They couldn't do anything with it other than sell their stocks that were going to plummet anyways, because again, GameStop is, 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 is done. It's done. 
You know what I'm saying? It's gone. So if you're thinking about getting into it now, first of all, you cannot buy shares now. If you're thinking about buying it on Robinhood, Webull, Ameritrade, wherever, eToro, I believe is another one. They're, they're, they're not anywhere. You can't buy the stocks. All right. To my knowledge, as of I'm recording this video, as I'm recording this segment, it's still it's still not not an, an option. So you can't get in on the fund that Wall Street bets got in on that I, my dumbass, should have gotten in on, but I didn't when I was first told about this. So we can't get in on the fund anymore. You know what I'm saying? Not until Wall Street bets continues to work on something, um, and they're continuing on doing whatever they did, what what they did because they're not some punk bitches. So, anyways. Um, they're trying to get things, regulations going about all the quote professionals that I'm here. And I say quote professionals because they're just a bunch of um, crybabies. That's what it is. That's the I, I, I didn't want I wanted to say something else, but I'm trying to, you know, you know, even though I'm not monetized on YouTube anyways, I'm trying to, you know, at least try to keep the language somewhat clean. You know what I'm saying? Or as clean as possible. You know, I said punk bitch. Anyways, so they're crying and they're saying what these what Wall Street bets did was illegal. It was a Ponzi scheme and all this other stuff. They're using all this term to belittle what they did and to essentially criminalize what they did. Knowing that they're doing the same thing, knowing that these hedge funds do the same thing, knowing that Wall Street in general does the exact same thing. So it's very, very convenient that now the law wants to be applied when poor folks pick themselves up by the imaginary bootstraps and actually make something of themselves and play the game and end up beating the house. Because this is all a big ass casino when you think of it. And for those who've never been to a casino or don't know how casinos are run, the house always wins. If you are going to go to a casinos, and trust me, I love casinos. You know what I'm saying? Only play one game, blackjack. But the thing is, you go into it, you have to go into a casino knowing damn well. If you go into it thinking that you're going to get rich, you're a dumbass. I'm just going to keep it blunt with you. You're a dumbass. If you really think you're going into a casino, you're going to come out a billion dollar richer than you are. If that, when that does happen, that, that happens in the movies. That's the number one. Two, it was an inside job, meaning that that money that that random person ended up getting, it's going back into the house or the house, the casino is getting a percentage of that because it was all an inside job to fool the other people who weren't in on this to make them believe that they can win as much money as that individual just won. But in an actuality, they are not. So what happened here was the rare occurrence of the house not winning. Those who are of this system, the hedge fund kids, the the establishment, the 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 99, the wealthy folks, right? They ended up actually taking a real live loss when this situation happened. The poll folks came up and they got to win. And now the game is rigged. The game is unfair. We got to change the rules. This, that, and the third. And they did not play to win and all this other stuff. All the lies that they feed you. All the lies. And yes, I'm going in on this video. So this video might be longer than the 15 minute requirement. Whoever watches this, watches this. Whoever doesn't, doesn't. So, um, yeah, so... They, they, all the, 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 the losers of this life, the poor folks, you and I and stuff, even though you and I may not have invested in this, we ended up winning in this situation. Even if we didn't end up getting the stocks, we ended up somewhat winning because this is something that we can do. We can take these little penny stocks and then make millions and, and do what Wall Street bets did essentially and ended up winning. As long as there's no regulations to show, to, to stop us. Let me put it that way. Now, a big portion as to why I want to discuss this, not only to expose what I just exposed, but to pretty much talk about why is it that I wanted to continue to expose uh, the double standard that is of capitalism, but also the double standard that is in America in general. 
all the lies that they feed us, all the BS that they feed us. Oh, if you just work hard, oh, if you can just do, you can achieve what these guys are doing. You can achieve what these people are doing. You can, you can achieve, if you just do things the right way, you, bullshit, bull fucking shit. I don't care about language at this point now. Bullshit, man. Bullshit. These Wall Street, these hedge fund fools have been not playing the game the right way. What they mean by what they really mean by playing the game the right way is if you know somebody who is of the circle, because it's all it's all a big clubhouse. You know what I'm saying? And if you're not in that inner circle or you don't know anybody who's in that inner circle, who is winning in that inner circle and they don't pull you into it, they don't want you in. You're not allowed to play. You're, you're allowed to play the game, but you're not allowed to win. And what Wall Street Bets did was a bunch of people who are not in this circle, a bunch of people who did not know people who are in the circle. And if they do know people that were in the circle, they did not want to use their connects to measly just get uh, in the circle. They wanted to play the game and screw these folks over. Because I highly, highly, highly doubt it was just a bunch of people who wanted to put their stocks in GameStop because they really truly believe they want to revitalize the brain absolutely not in fact that was my dumbass mistake the reason why it was presented to me back then um and i turned down on it because i was like first of all fuck gamestop and i still feel that way fuck gamestop their downfall is a lot of their fault let's keep it real um and that's probably for another video and you know, whatever but in fact that's a video i'm most likely go and do for my gaming channel. I'll try to remember to leave that in the description box below as well. I'm talking to YouTube folks, not the podcast folks, but if you want that as well, I'll try to remember to leave that in the description of the podcast. But, you know, it was, fuck GameStop, I don't give a fuck. They can burn because they were screwing over people. So they can burn. And two, I didn't believe that my investment would go far. And that's the thing when you are that I am learning when you are dealing with stocks. And when I say I you I didn't believe, I meant like I didn't believe in the brand. Like I didn't like it's this is not a brand that I care about. And that's the thing about stocks. There's a lot of brands that I care about, but are still are bad investments because they're you know they're they're either unknown brands they're a lot of them are black owned brands that aren't worth a damn when you talk about the stocks when i talk that's what i mean by aren't worth a damn um so i gotta get my when 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 you're investing in stocks if you're getting into the stock game and i could be wrong but i think you gotta take your heart out of it you know, you got to take your, you got to, well, is this a brand that I truly want to represent me? No, you got to look at what the numbers are saying. Back then when it was presented to me, when I say back then, I mean back in 2020, when this was presented to me as a good investment, I was looking at it from the standpoint, GameStop, let me put it that way. I was looking at it from the standpoint of I don't fuck with GameStop. Fuck them niggas. I want them to fall. Why would I put my money in a business that I want to fall? Again, I'll talk about why (laughs) on my gaming channel. You know what I'm saying? It's about time I did a video on that channel anyways. But, um, you know, I I, should have never looked at it from that standpoint. I should have still looked at it from fuck GameStop. But in the meantime, let me make money from them. Let me make a lot of more money from them. Because shit... With the amount of money I was seeing people make now, I don't know if, I think somebody was able to buy a house. I saw somebody ended up getting around like $53,000 and ended up buying a house with that. Right now, when, 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 that's a great deal. That's a great damn deal to me. Hell, I'll buy a house with, first of all, I could pay off debt with that. You know what I'm saying? I don't have $53,000 in debt. I don't even have thousands of thousands of dollars in debt, but still. I could have paid off debt with that and the rest of the money, a uh, couple hundred that I owe, I could have easily bought myself a house with that. That would have been beautiful, man. So I would have loved it. Shout out to whoever that was in Wall Street Bets who ended up buying themselves a $53,000 house because of the earnings you got. Shout out to you, man. 
or woman or person, you know, whatever your gender is. Um, shout out to you. So I could have done that. But, you know, I missed out, but they're still doing their thing. So I have, there's still hope for me. You know what I'm saying? It's still hope for me. There's also hope for me if you were to subscribe to the podcast and share this video out and subscribe to the to, to the YouTube channel and, and, and all that other stuff and get my numbers up that way. But anyways, that's what happened. And um, people power. This is what I want to discuss. Honestly, well, I wanted to discuss that. Yeah, let me keep this rolling because this this might as well chime into the last topic of the podcast. So for those who listen to the podcast, you know, I've been doing a run of the last topic. Well, I would end off the every episode with a positive message. OK, this week, the positive message is going to be people power and it's going to tie into this video here. So here's why I feel as though that um, people power is definitely a must. First of all, it was it's been a message that we could have been we should have been paying attention to. But now more than ever, yes, I'm still in the lines from corporations trying to take your Corona money. You know, now more than ever, people power is definitely something that we uh, we the 99% and I kept saying the 99% before I meant the 1% the wealthy class um, but the 99% that we need to enact it okay so a friend of mine shared this beautiful message the other day about sterling birds and uh, sterlings they fly together and they, they make these to 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 uh throw off predators to throw off people who are trying to prey on them and and basically harm them they fly as a group together but the way that they fly as a group makes like this this crazy like visual um hell man if you're watching on youtube maybe i'll i'll be able to have an edit and show y'all uh, how sterling birds fly in these like beautiful like directions and stuff but they're not they're, they're all flying in unison but in different paths but all in unison and the one goal when they do this is to protect their species from being harmed by predators here at wall street bets and, and just sterling birds, but Wall Street bets is the human form of sterling birds, you know? Uh, and, you know, you could just call them sterlings and stuff like that. I didn't, I'm not sure if everyone knew what, what a sterling is. It's a bird, it's a type of species of a bird. So that's why I kept saying sterling birds, but, you know, it's my favorite type of bird, anyways. I love sterlings. But, um, anyways, these are sterling birds. These are sterling birds of the human uh, uh, species. Now, people can say, well, you know, they're, they're anti-Semitic. They're this, they're that. They're... When you got a group of 2 million people, you're going to have some anti-Semitic. You're going to have some racist dudes. You're going to have some folks say some egregious stuff. Let's not act like in your little personal Discord groups or any other groups that you're a part of. There's not the weirdos of those groups that say some shit. All right, that's that's number one. Number two, do you really think that when Reddit shut them down for the few hours that they did, it was because of anti-Semitism that was found within various group members? Well, not various, but I think it was like 69 of them. You know what I'm saying? Nice, but no, 60, about 60... It was like 69 of less than 100 members were were on some anti-Semitic stuff in a group full of 2 million people, right? Uh, is that really a great indication of the entire group because 69 of them said some anti-Semitic stuff? And I'm not saying simply because they said that that those 69 people should not be reprimanded. But if you are an admin of a group that is 2 million strong, 2 million plus strong, 
yeah, you're not always going to see the very small group of individuals saying some crazy stuff. Simple as that. But the 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 fact of people power being a thing. Tech tech companies, politicians, corporations all come together to screw over. And I'm speaking about um, this happens all over the world, but I'm speaking from the American standpoint once again. A pro-black, broke-ass, black American. From this standpoint, and I'm not just speaking to black people. I'm speaking, but this definitely is a situation where that affects black folks. So black folks, don't look at this and say, it's just a bunch of white boys screwing over a bunch of other white boys. Nah. Because black folks would have done this same shit. Oh yeah, we would have been locked up. We would have been frauded for tax and all that. They would have found something. To lock our lock our black asses up to make an example that if we try to pull ourselves up by the imaginary boot bootstraps that they say we need to do, we will go to jail for that. We will go to prison for that. Let me not say jail, prison for that. And they will try to most likely try to make an example of uh, of Wall Street bets and try to find something to lock them up for that or to take money from them. And, and say, well, you know what? You know, the person who ended up buying themselves a house and say, well, you don't own this house anymore. Um, this is our house now. And if you want to stay in it, you have to pay us. So they're, you're, they're no longer a homeowner anymore. They're back to being a renter. You know? So they might try something. But people power. This is the stuff that shows you time and time again that the system is rigged against us, the 99%. We need to be adamant about not only speaking up, we need to do what the fuck they do and and, and hold that against them, hold the mirror against them and say, hey, if it is wrong when we do it, why isn't it wrong when you do it? Make them punish themselves, make them punish their own. Because they're either going to have to be, they're going to be forced to admit to the double standard. They're going to be forced to admit to the fraudulent behavior that's going on. They're going to be forced to uh, uh, punish those who are of the well one percent, the wealthy class. Because if they admit that, hey, yeah, the rules are different here. You know, we're rich, we're white. We, we, and even if we're not white, we're rich and the rules are, are, are different here than they are for you. You can't do this. Even though we continue to, to be in the pockets of these corporations, the politicians who will tell you this is all you need to do to achieve what we got. What we really don't want is for you to actually do what we did and put in the work because we didn't put in the work. We knew so. We inherited this because of our family's inheritance. We inherited this because of the connections we made with these people. Because of the shady shit we were willing to do to get ahead. So. Long story short. People power. People power. um, For those who are listening to the podcast and you want the positive message once again. People power. We need to come together like sterlings do to protect our species from the corporations, from the devils. And you can get on your, oh, they're people too, they're people too, they're people too. Once they decided that their their own personal gain, profit, and all this other stuff was more than just, uh, means more than the lives of individuals, I, I saw some whack job actually get on one of the news outlets and say the government is taking care of the people so why the so pretty much why are they getting into stocks what he basically was saying was oh this is not for you the government is going to take care of you with their $600 checks their $400 their $1400 promises to y'all empty promises Y'all are being taken care of with that. Don't get into stocks. You ain't got to worry about that. So why are you worried about getting into our field? A lot of fucking tears. A lot of 
of of just BS that I saw, man. Honestly, that I heard. Um, and yeah, that's my breakdown about it. It's it's again, you want all the mathematics behind it and all that other stuff. Go to somebody who can tell you that. Me, I am at the end of the day, I'm gonna give it to you from a raw perspective, as you heard. I'm gonna give it to you from a person who is in the trenches, a person who can identify with the 99%. Probably not 100% of the 99%. We can't all 100% identify with the with everything. But there's going, there are things that we can all, uh, that we have in common. Um, in this situation right here, whether you're white, black, or whatever, if you are not of that inner circle, they were telling your ass that um, you should not try to, if you, if you play the game and you win at the game the same way that they do, it's a problem. But it's not a problem when they do it. So yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, um, if you're watching this on YouTube, once again, hit that like, hit that share, hit that subscribe, comment, let me know what you think. And uh, subscribe to the podcast as well. You can subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to the YouTube. It's just as free. So hit that description box below. Hit up the podcast link. My other podcast is linked down there as well on YouTube. So check out that if you are if you if you want to get away from everyday stuff because I just talk about music on that podcast. So check that out. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit stop recording on this video and continue to address the podcaster. So if you want to hear what I gotta say about that, say to them, which is pretty much the outro. I mean, go subscribe. So. Uh, Until next time, until next video, you see me when you see me. Hopefully in better lighting, but you know, it is what it is. Peace out. All right. Podcasters. I'm here. So, uh, like I said, outro is going to be stated because that is pretty much the last message. The positive message that I want to get out there to y'all people power man this is how we are going to be able to fight the system this is how we're going to be able to um, get our fair share get what is owed to us the government doesn't care the politicians don't care the corporations don't care these tech companies don't care they're all in bed together so does us to metaphorically and physically, hee hee, but no, metaphorically, it's all of us to be in bed together and um, actually work together because time and time again, there's been instances that show that people power can win. Although they, they want you to believe that's not the case, they want us to believe that we are our worst enemy. And in some cases, that is when you have the bootlickers out there, you know, but even the bootlickers aren't the biggest enemy. The biggest enemies are the boots attached, the person attached to those boots that the bootlickers are looking. That's the biggest enemy. Those are the people that we need to take down. We need to exert our energy to take down and to, uh, topple because once you do that what the bootlickers going to do they're going to have no boots to lick on they're either going to wake up or they're going to stay silent and because there's no boots to lick they're going to starve they're going to starve they're going to die off you know they might even try to act like they've been down with us since the beginning now I'm not saying let's 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 take over uh, the one percent and become the new one percent and come become just as corrupt as they are. So and then start oppressing bootlickers and shit. I'm saying let's get what is rightfully owed to us as the American people um, and as people of these any whatever country. That's all I'm saying. But 
I'm just one guy with a podcast with a YouTube channel for those who heard. Once again, subscribe to the YouTube channel just as you can just as freely support that. Watch the videos there. I pretty much talk about the same. You you heard how raw I get. Same way. I don't give a damn if it's on YouTube. But they're just in video form. They're shorter and certain topics I only want to discuss on YouTube certain topics I only want to discuss on the podcast rarely will I discuss a topic on both YouTube and on the podcast this was just one of those rare occurrences simply because a podcast listener uh, said that he wanted to listen to it on the podcast and I didn't want to say well I'm not gonna do the YouTube video anymore nope still gotta create content there so that's why I did it on both that is a rare occurrence though so don't expect every don't don't subscribe to the YouTube thinking that I'm gonna make a video on what I discussed on the podcast um and if you are someone from YouTube and you are listening to this podcast don't think that you could just simply subscribe to the YouTube channel and get the podcast on a weekly basis like that because you're no you're you're missing out on the podcast because the podcast isn't on YouTube. It's on Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, Stitcher, um, and you know a bunch of other avenues where you can listen to the podcast. So. That's that. And um, with that being said, that is the end of this episode of the Earnest Thoughts podcast. I appreciate you for listening. If you listen to the whole thing, um, if you listen to part of it and you happen to be hearing this part right now, I appreciate you at least for listening to um, this part of this segment. And uh, wherever you do decide to uh, listen to the rest of the episode or not. A subscription would be nice if you're not subscribed. A share this episode, a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts. But wherever you can rate this podcast, please give it a rating. The highest of highs. But, you know, whatever rating you feel fits this episode, this podcast, please give it that honest rating. And, um... Yeah, those are things you can do for free. If you want to support monetarily, once again, Patreon down below. Um, that's where you can see the video for the podcast. And the extra content as well, such as movie reviews, show reviews. Um, these are things that I will be doing, um, that I have done, and I will be doing more of on there. And subscribing to the Patreon will also get you access to the extra content and video content of my other podcast, the My Two Cents podcast. So even if you don't subscribe to that podcast, you still get that content as well. Hit up the PayPal if you just want to donate a little some, some, some. Hit up that support tab if you want to donate a little some, some, some as well. And uh, yeah, these are things you can do financially. It is simply just an option. It's not a requirement. But until then, until next episode, stay black. If you are black, stay beautiful. Black lives matter. LGBTQIA lives matter. Black trans women matter. Black trans men matter. Black women matter. Black men matter. And you matter, whoever you are, unless you are a hedge fund fuckhead. Yep, I said it. And I'm out. Peace.